Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. It is episode number 95 as we kick off the new year, joined by NASCAR driver Ryan Vargas. Plenty to discuss with Ryan as we'll discuss his career so far and his uh, future plans and everything when he joins us coming up in just a little while from right now. Plus, we will have our news and notes segment with the latest headlines from around the sport, as well as our Ask David segment coming up at the end of the show. As always, we're presented by Ticket Smarter. They came aboard as the primary sponsor this year in David's 08 Ford Mustang. I want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter's national ticket resale marketplace. Tickets over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Captain World Truck Race throughout the season. For the best deals and tickets, visit TicketSmarter.com. Get your tickets today. This is TicketSmarter.com. Maybe start joining us right now. David, uh, fresh off the holidays, we uh, took a couple weeks off to kind of, you know, enjoy the time with our families. But nonetheless, we are back and kicking off a new year on the show. Uh, Happy New Year to you. How we doing? Man, Happy New Year to you guys. And uh, Dominic, you as well. Just, man, crazy, man. It's hard to keep up with stuff. So much stuff going on. You just got to kind of slow down and make a list of priorities, you know. And, uh, but man, it was Christmas was wonderful. And uh, I know you guys had a great Christmas and, uh, you know, New Year came, and here we are in 2023, and, man, a lot of exciting stuff going on, and, uh, man, it's just uh, it's cool that we uh, still have our podcast going. I missed you guys at Christmas time, and, uh, man, it's great to be back on here with you. Yeah, no doubt, and, David, uh, this time of year for you, it's crunch time. We're, what, six weeks away from the Daytona 500 here, and uh, we don't have anything announced today, but... We're very close to that point. Yeah, I've just been busy back and forth to Charlotte and just, uh, you know, just take care of my racing stuff, you know, and then, uh, you know, my racing school, you know, we got a got a lot of stuff going on at Texas Motor Speedway with my racing school. And just, you know, like I said, it's just hard to kind of uh, balance it all out. And then you got two little guys, my two little boys and a wife and, uh, you know, Dominic got a new wife and a, and a young baby. It's just, uh, man, it's, it's great times. It's uh you know, even though we're busy and it's somewhat stressful, it's a great stressful, you know, it's uh, you're blessed to be stressed and have so much stuff going on, but man, it's exciting time. Uh, NASCAR, you know, the kickoff, the season at Daytona Speed Weeks 2023 is coming and uh, man, everybody's excited. I know the fans are a lot of the different racing teams and the drivers and uh, man, it's just cool. Yeah, it is. Dominic Alagam from the racingexperts.com is here with us as well. And uh, Dom, I know you, you got a lot of good stuff going for you. You know, holidays just happen, you know, with your new family and everything. But uh, I'm sure you're uh, just on the struggle bus right now after your Packers got eliminated from, from uh, <laughs> didn't even get to the playoffs, not even, didn't even make it in. Hey, but you know what? They gave me hope. The Packers gave me hope. They had a good winning streak through December. And usually playoff and playoff implications, Aaron Rodgers and pressure go hand in hand. That didn't happen on Sunday, but. I can go to bed at night knowing that my Packers this year, no matter what the Dallas Cowboys do, David's team, my Packers beat the Cowboys back in week seven or week eight, Tyler. So I have that on, David. Yeah, absolutely, man. And now they got Tom Brady coming up. Yeah, they uh, they uh, they got they got a big challenge ahead of them. And uh, man, we're talking about the NFL here. Just man, it's just you know, after this past weekend, anything's possible. You know, uh, even the best of the best that can have a bad game and next thing you know they're out you know but uh man the green bay packers aaron Rodgers, man just a a big fan of aaron Rodgers, and uh, i hope we didn't see uh his last game i hope he decides to come back you know i know there's big decisions there to make but uh man he's fun to watch and uh and man he's one of the best and i hope he comes back and and, uh and and can retire on his terms while he's winning you know what i mean yeah uh, i think he still has a lot more gas in the tank per se, but, uh, but anyway, it's just, uh, it's, it's cool with what's going on in the NFL and, uh, pretty awesome. And then we had our, uh, our, uh, Super Bowl for the national championship last night and man, uh, TCU didn't fare too well. <laughs> oh, they looked but, awesome. uh, they but looked anyway, bad. yeah. Nonetheless, great story for TCU. I want to ask you one more thing before we officially bring in Ryan here on the football front. Obviously, the whole not just football world or sports world, but the world kind of just stopped with that DeMar Hamlin injury that occurred on Monday Night Football. And that got me curious just from your perspective, David, 
So many times we're watching a NASCAR race, we see guys take some hard hits and they walk away. Or this past year, we saw a couple of guys that had concussions and missed a couple of races here. That was kind of a moment where we all just kind of sit back and, you know, none of us are, are guaranteed tomorrow. You know, I, I was so thankful that DeMar's made this great recovery and that he's okay here. It reminded me, you know, of some of the bad things we've seen in racing over the years. I mean, Ryan Newman, that was uh, – a scary situation to him, Daytona, a couple years ago. Man, that was, you know, and, and seeing DeMar and, and watching that play out live on television, man, it just, uh, you know, in, in, in unfortunate circumstances, uh, you know, it's cool to see, uh, you know, warriors, warriors, warriors on the racetrack and warriors on the football field. But, you know, when you when you have a fella, a brother, uh, a teammate, uh, you know, somebody is in serious condition at that moment, and to see everybody come together and get down on their knees and pray to God, I, I uh, you know, it's just, man, it's just uh, the humanity part. You know what I mean? We're all humans. We're people. We're a brother. We have a mom and dad. We're, you know, we're going to have a sister. We're a husband. Uh, you know, it, it was just, it was very touching and moving, you know. And, uh, you know, everybody was praying. And, man, I just, just thank God that, uh, that he's recovered. And, uh, you know, and it looks like he's going to be fine, but man, we didn't, we didn't know that at the time. And, uh, you know, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan will be with us here in just a moment. And, uh, you know, myself and just all the other people that race, I don't care if you race NASCAR or race for a living, you know, just a race car driver in general, whatever type of racing you're involved in, uh, man, we, we do something that's dangerous, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the risk is always there. And, uh, you know, you have to talk to your parents and my wife and my wife and I'm sure other race car drivers, families, wives, parents, you know, and, you know, we, we know the risk involved, you know, and, and, and just watching what happened last Monday night, you know, anything's possible, but it was just, uh, it's cool to, that the prayers are working and how it turned out. And, uh, man, we lived it. We all lived it with Ryan Newman. You think back just a couple of years ago, what we saw at Daytona, man, I just, uh, man, I just, you know, just froze you, you know, and all you could do is just get down on your knees and pray. And, uh, man, it turned out great. But uh, I don't know. I just, you know, it's just, it's cool that we're all, you know, we're all warriors. We're fighters. We have a job to do. We're paid to, to go out there and, and compete. And, uh, but, man, when things like that happens to fellow competitors, other teams, it's cool that, you know, it's something bigger than, than a race. It's something bigger than a football game. It's, it's life, man. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just, uh, just, I'm just so thankful that it turned out the way it did. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dom, uh, our next guest uh, that joins us is uh, Ryan Vargas, uh, one of the younger names in NASCAR. Tell us uh, about Ryan, his uh, very quick rise to uh, the NASCAR here. We'll get to that in a second. Before we do, just a reminder that Let's Go Racing has partnered with Olipop Beverages. Olipop is a new kind of soda. It's loaded with prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fiber. You can use the code David Star or Let's Go 15 for 15% off your order at drinkolipop.com. It's Olipop, a new kind of soda. Ryan Vargas, our guest this week on the Let's Go Racing podcast. We reached out to Ryan. He said he'd come on and talk some racing and he hails from California, was born in 2000, made his NASCAR Xfinity Series debut in 2019, and has since been a staple in the Xfinity Series, racing a majority of the schedule about 2020 on, has placed in the top 10 on several occasions. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us and being our first guest of the 2023 racing season here on our show. And no, thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, first show of the year. I That's definitely a, a bar I got to set, um, but no, happy to be here. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and in fact, you and David have a little bit of history, right? I don't know if it was Atlanta or Daytona, but you guys were kind of drafting buddies at one of the races previously. It was Daytona. I think it was Daytona. Daytona, we were running real well together. I think and also Atlanta. I think both the speedways, like in the summer months, we were working really well together. I think that was like we I just kind of knew if I dropped back, I was going to get caught by David or if David dropped back, I was going to catch him. So it was kind of it worked out perfect. It's It's nice to have. To, to work around that's one of the nice things about kind of the garage areas you kind of know the, the the teams you're in your range like you know driving you know in the team that I was with this past year you know JD we were racing with the BJ guys the green light guys um you know all the a lot of the sponsors the, the alpha prime guys so 
<clears throat> that's it's kind of funny seeing like which teams work together and which don't. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, it's uh, it's always been fun to race with you, man, since you showed up in NASCAR and uh, you're a tough competitor. I've always been, uh, you know, very have a lot of respect for your ability as a race car driver and just, you know, the, the enthusiasm you bring to the sport. Uh, it's a, it's, uh, it's kind of contagious, you know, to watch your walk around, you're happy. And uh, man, you, you've had some great partners over the years. And, you know, not only do you have to be a great race car driver when you're racing in NASCAR, you know, you got to be a great spokesperson for them. And uh, man, you just, you know, just all aspects of our sport, you have done a tremendous job. And, you know, that being said, uh, that being said, I, uh, you know, I, uh, I just want to ask a question, you know, I, I hadn't known you for that long, you know, I've just known you when you showed up in the NASCAR Xfinity series and you've done a hell of a job, but, you know, kind of, I mean, take us back, man. Was your dad a race car driver? Uh, how did that passion hit you? Uh, did you race go-karts? Share with the fans, share with us, you know, the kind of the Ryan Vargas story. Yeah. So it, uh, to start it off, no, my, none of my family actually raced. Um, none of my family really had any interest. Uh, my dad watched NASCAR on the weekends and I remember when I was eight, nine years old, I used to pick on him because he was watching a, a sport where guys turned left all day. I kid you not. That's what I used to do. Now you flash forward to now and it's just kind of really funny. Um, but it, it took me sitting down with my dad and actually watching the races. And then I really just started kind of growing a love for it, kind of learning about the different storylines, the comers and goers, who would win, the guys who were winning, the underdogs, you know, all that stuff. And then I, I remember... and. I, what really started it off was when I was really young, I was a big, I loved Speed Channel. I'd wake up at 5 a.m. to watch, you know, whatever highlights there were, whether it was off-road trucks, monster trucks, NASCAR, IMSA. It was, that was what I did. And I remember my dad took an Irwindale Speedway back in 2010. Um, I was nine years old at the time. And uh, he, we went there and saw one of the recess aides from my elementary school. And I'm like, what the heck? Why are you here? You exist outside of school. Um, and <laughs> he, I, I realize she tells me, she's like, yeah, my son races. We're actually selling a, our car and it's a little Bandolero race car. Um, and for those who don't know, Bandolero race cars are like third scale stock car, stock cars that kids eight and up can drive. And that was, you know, to me was like, was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is what I want to do because I did all the other sports. I did baseball, basketball, football, soccer, you name it. I played it. Um, and I played the same position in all, in all of them, which is this, which I mean, like you guys probably didn't notice there is a position that is in all of them. And that is bench. That was horrible. It was, I suck at sports. I am horrible. And honestly, it bores me to death. Like you guys were talking football and I can't even tell you which league is whatever it was. Um, but it's, I, I just knew I liked racing. And so we, we got it before we bought the car, we did a test. I hit the wall the first lap and I, we fixed the car and we went back out. And I remember the drive, the drive home, my dad, you know, like I said, I was 10 years old, turning 11 at the time. And, you know, so this is 2011 and my dad, we're driving home from Orange Shore Speedway, which is a fantastic short track, by the way, driving home about a 40 minute drive. My dad tells me, he says, you have this entire drive to let me know what you want to do. We could either race, but if we do this, we're going to make you a champion or we don't race. We go to K1, have some fun on the weekends, but you focus on doing school and all that. It took about five minutes and I said, I wanted to race. And since then it was just kind of onward and upward. Um, ran Bandoleros for three years, ran, won the state championship three years in a row, tied for the national title in 2014. Moved up to street stocks when I was 14 years old, then then got uh, an opportunity of a lifetime to run late models for Dave Eshelman. He unfortunately passed uh, this most recent year um, when I was 15 and then just continued moving up the ranks and just meeting the right people at the right time. Um, I mean, I got my first super late model ride because Dave was there when I won my first ever street stock race. Hadn't won a street stock race until the day he was there and it opened up a door for me to race super late models. So just continue moving up the ladder and... Uh, here we are today. Man, what a story, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's a, it's a great story because other race car drivers, there's a lot of Ryan Vargas's and, and across the country, you know, that, that have uh, dreams and aspirations of making it to NASCAR, you know, as, as you know, and we all know, you know, it's, it's not a easy process. It's a uh, man, you got to have a, 
a lot of want to and a lot of want to and man a, a, a big desire and you know the the sacrifices that it takes uh you know uh, we could talk about the sacrifices i know you could write your own book up until this point because it's not easy and uh you know and uh but 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 anything's possible man and if 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 I can do it and you can do it, others can do it. You know what I mean? But it's just, uh, I love hearing the story about you and your dad. And, you know, you hear those stories and, and about a bandolero. And then next thing you know, you're starting to, you're standing on pit road at Darlington doing the national anthem, fixing to get in the NASCAR Xfinity series and, and go race your tail off against Dale Earnhardt Jr. and all the other greats out there. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome, man. What a, what a great story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy to really think about it and put it all in perspective a lot of the time because I remember I remember my first Xfinity race and I, the, the best thing that I remember about that was just how nervous I was, but how it made me want to do better. Like first ever Xfinity race, I was racing against, you know, the Justin Allgaiers. I, I, I believe you were in the race. I mean, I, it was like I was racing against guys that I watched on TV, you know, my whole life, you know, and I was, you know, just jumping into this Xfinity car. And this was after I had lost my K&N ride because they downsized from an organ downsized from a three car to a two car. So in my mind at 18 years old, I thought I was washed up and done. Um, and this Xfinity race was my one shot. It was my one opportunity to go out and legitimately prove that I can at least hold my own. And if I didn't do that, I was done. So I remember that feeling of strapping in and going out and racing, running 250 laps around Iowa Speedway, falling out of the seat with 10 to go and just like realizing how crazy this is. And we wound up 17th that day, we ran top 15. And I just remember all the crew guys who came up to me after the race, because it was a good day. I mean, running top 15 for a team like us, that was a good day. And it was Amazing. a lot of people came up to me after the race. I mean, had Chris Wright from colleague, a um, bunch of different drivers, you know, they all came over and shook my hand. And that was a big wake up moment for me for sure now look well, at for you I mean, was it that moment or was there even like a moment in time before that or after that that maybe you first realized wow i can make a career at this or i have a legit shot at being a race car driver for a living i think the biggest thing was i got done with that xfinity race and i had a, i had a lot of people come up to me after that race and they told me they said what you did today was you silenced what you thought of yourself um, you, you showed that you can hold your own, you showed that you can do this and you showed that you definitely have a place because for, for, from the entire off season of 2018 to the beginning of 2019, I, I was not racing. I was done. And, you know, I'd gotten a late model opportunity to go do some late model stuff. Um, and that opened the door for me to kind of keep fresh, keep in the seat, but I knew I needed to do a stock car race and, the opportunity arose for me to go do that start and, you know, just realizing the, the people I had around me after that, that was a big thing for me. And it, and it showed to me that I, I definitely can do it. And so that since then I've been chasing that same feeling uh, since then. That's incredible. That's uh, that's awesome. So Ryan uh, of the, the last few years, what, what's, been the best part about just strapping up and getting in the race car and competing and everything what what's the thrill for you what, what do you enjoy most uh, of what's what's gone on so far in your young career well I mean you know the a lot of the a lot of it kind of comes down to living a dream you know my dream is to drive race cars my dream is to go fast my dream is all this stuff you I can go on and on and say that same thing um, I've met some fantastic people. I've met a lot of childhood heroes of mine, which is insane. Like it's, it's funny. It kind of, I kind of had like an oh crap moment this year when I was running at Martinsville battling for a position with Dale Earnhardt Jr. And it's like, oh, that's, you know, neat. Like I look at dude Jr. I, I talked to Dale Jr. Like, you know, just personally, like we're cool. But like, I, I remember just like getting passed by him. And I'm like, that's, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but I would say the biggest thing that I, I love about it is just when I'm out there racing, you know, no matter what track it is, I'm not thinking about what I got going on in life. I'm just driving. And that is all I'm doing. I am solely focused on the task at hand and going out there and getting the best result I possibly can. And whether that best result be 28th or 8th, it, I'm out there trying to achieve that result. And that's been something that I've loved. I love 
that feeling of just being alone in that race car going an obnoxious amount of speed. You know, Ryan, one of the things I've always been impressed by you is, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people know it and a lot of people don't is, uh, you know, and, and, you know, not only are you a great race car driver, but you're a, you're a good spot. You're a good uh, spokesperson for all the different sponsors you've had. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge in our sport to have partners and, uh, you know, without partners, none of us can race, you know, uh, the ones that can race without partners, uh, you know, God bless them. Good for them. But, yep. but most of us, we have to have sponsors and partners and, uh, that, that's what really puts us in a race car and keeps us racing. And, uh, man, you've had some great companies over the year and you really, do a great job uh, at the racetrack, away from the racetrack. I see you on social media doing all kinds of cool stuff. And I don't know, I just, my hat's off to you because, uh, you know, you don't have anybody uh, really that's out there doing that for you. You do it yourself. And I think it says a whole, a whole lot about the desire you have. I mean, having, having TikTok on the car, that was, that was Dude, a big deal. That was amazing. Yeah. No, I How mean, that's... Yeah, that whole thing came together uh, through a tweet. Uh, my friend Ryan Pistano, who's actually the graphic designer over at uh, Alpha Prime Racing now, um, but he, I told him one day kind of in passing how much I love TikTok, and he put it on there, and sure enough, through it got a lot of shares, got a lot of retweets and likes, and ended up getting to the people at TikTok. They saw it. They were like, this was 2020, so 80 90% of every corporation's marketing plans got thrown out the window, you know what I mean? So they were like, well, we kind of have what we have. Let's go do this. And that right there set the tone for my, <laughs> basically the way I attack marketing nowadays. Because, you know, at the time I'd only had, at the time, I think I only had six Xfinity starts when TikTok sponsored me. So here I am relatively little known race car driver like yeah i had a following on social media and, that, and that's fantastic but you know in terms of the grand scheme of things not many people knew who ryan vargas was and tiktok had no reason to sponsor me plain and simple i mean yeah i was one of the few nascar drivers on there which was i guess is the big reason there but i mean for a massive corporation a massive entity like tiktok to trust me at 19 years old with their brand, with their imaging, with their likeness, I think that set the tone for what I do. And, you know, I, I've, I've had to refine what I do. I've had to change up, you know, my strategies and stuff like that. But as you mentioned, as David, as you mentioned, like, it's all about making sure that you deliver for these partners, because I mean, and just like David also mentioned, you know, they're the reason you're in a race car. Right. I mean, critical path security, they're on my hat right now. They're the reason I'm in a race car. Um, I mean, these these companies that sponsor me directly impact my career, my livelihood. And so I try and develop a good relationship with the people that I work with, um, because it to me, it's when you work with me, it's it's about building that relationship. It's about growing and it's about accomplishing the goals that they have. That's the number one thing, because we all remember the NASCAR boom period. But now we're past that boom period. Now it's about how do we activate? How do we actually deliver beyond just putting a sticker on a race car? Because as David knows, it that's 10% of it. That's I wouldn't even say if that's 10% of it. But I mean, it's it's all about the business plan. And that's been a very challenging but fun thing for me to learn um, as time has gone on. And it's been very, it's been very useful especially moving forward into my later, you know, later years as I, as I move forward um, in the sport. David, th this guy here is only 22 years old. He's, he's got a lot figured out. Yeah. He's got a lot <laughs> figured out. I, I love it. I wish I'd have had that all figured <laughs> out at 22, but I wasn't even close, you know, and just, uh, you know, listening to you talk, Ryan, you, you do bring a lot of value uh, to your partners and, and it is about relationships and uh, it's much bigger uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of these partners that we have, they become family, mm -hmm. become family because number one, because of, of the person you are, because man, you're a hard worker, uh, you're driven, uh, you're honest, integrity about you, just, 
you know, and I would just say that you're not only you're a champion on the racetrack, but you're a champion off the racetrack. And, and a lot of these companies, they want a spokesperson that, man, when things are tough and you're not winning races and it's a challenge and things happen, that you still carry yourself like a champion. And, and you have all those qualities. And obviously with all the sponsors you've had and have had, uh, they see that in you, you know, and, and uh, for people like all of us, you know, Tyler, Dominic and myself, uh, you know, we can appreciate hard work and, and, you know, it wasn't like you came from a family that's, that's very wealthy. I mean, it'd been great if all of us had wealthy, wealthy families that we came from, but the reality of it is, you know, we're just all hardworking people and we don't have extra millions of dollars. So, you know, we have to go out there and represent our brand ourselves and then bring them to the racetrack. And like you said, you know, 10% of it just decals on racetrack on the race car, but it's just so much more to it than that. Uh, and you do give a return to your, to your sponsors or they wouldn't be with you as long as they have been. But I don't think people realize uh, the amount of effort and what it takes to to have great partners like that and the stress involved, you know, oh, yeah. and commitment, you know, it's like, man, you know, it's like we're making a paycheck when we're driving a race car, but when we're not driving a race car and we're trying out there flying here, going here, trying to, you know, take care of the sponsors we have and getting new ones. It's, 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 a it's, it's a, it's a big undertaking and not, and it's not for everybody, you know? So not only have you lived out your dream, uh, you've done a hell of a job. You, you do a great job. You're a great race car driver. And I respect the heck out of you because nothing, nobody ever gave you anything. Your dad gave you that, that you know, your dad and your mom and dad gave you a lot. Uh, but, man, you've had to go out there and make it happen. And you've done a, a great job, man. So congratulations to you. No, I appreciate that. It's, I mean, it. It's all about just digging deep. I mean, like you mentioned, my mom's a kid. My mom's a first grade teacher. My dad's a construction worker. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, it's, it's so unorthodox the way I've made it here, but I think that's, what's also pushed me to be better. That's also what's pushed me to just want it more because to me, I look at like, I, I, there's a couple times where I'm sitting on the driver intro stage. Like I, I, I'll, I'll actually put it out here. I mean, uh, Daytona this year, we qualified eight, qualified seventh. And Amazing. I remember, and I remember lining up in front of Ty Gibbs, lining up around, you know, all these, the Gibbs drivers, the junior motorsports guys, you know, all these other guys, you know, in, in the mid, the mid pack and, you know, further back and just seeing my name on the screen at Daytona, seeing my car parked between Joe Gibbs racing cars, seeing all these things at Daytona, mind you, like, first of all, let's just talk about how freaking cool that is. Like, that's some of the things that that's one of the things that I've like made sure to myself that I don't lose is just how cool I think this is like that like we, we all forget that sometimes like sometimes when I'm in the middle of like three wide at Daytona I know this sounds goofy but I'll be like man if I just twitch the wheel a little bit I could be uh, I could cause real problems <laughs> <laughs> like I could I'm like man I can make every NASCAR crash compilation on YouTube right now um <laughs> but it's like it's it's just crazy. Like, and that's the biggest thing to me is I chase something that I think is so cool and it's a dream of mine. And I, and to me, I don't have any plans on stopping for another 10, 15 years. Well, man, that's great news, man. You're good at it. And, uh, man, you're a great young, young man. And, uh, I mean, just, you know, all, like I said, all your partners, the racing teams you're involved with, uh, you bring a lot of value to all of it, you know what I mean? So we, we just hope nothing but the best for you in the future, you know? So let me ask you this, uh, Ryan, before we kind of move on here, um, we're, we're not going to get into your racing plans for this year yet. You got that to announce uh, here soon. So uh, everybody keep tabs on that. Ryan, we'll let you guys know. But as you look towards the future, I know you said you want to keep going, you know, 10, 15 years, whatever it may be. What are some of the things individually you, you, you want to – accomplish or or be a part of uh in this sport or in motorsports in general what are the things that that you want to do in, in your career ryan i just want that whenever i quit racing whenever i stop racing that people remember that i have had some impact on the industry or on the sport and that people remember the good things that's the biggest thing like if i were to that's that's 110 my goal like i could never win a championship but I, as long as people just, as long as I make an impact in a positive way, 
um, on the industry and on the sport of NASCAR, then I consider that a win. Um, and that's, that's the dream. You know, I want to, ra- I want to drive race cars for as long as I physically can. I want to be in front of a camera as much as possible. I want to talk about race cars as much as possible. And I want to be in the garage area for as long as I can, because this is what I want to do. Like racing it's it's hilarious like my my girlfriend was getting mad at me because she was like what do you want for christmas and i'm like money uh so i could drive race cars um <laughs> because it's all i do it's all i do it's all i think about i don't have hobbies outside of racing really which i should i started gaming more as you can see i'm on my racing rig um but it's <laughs> racing um so i don't even know if that's much of a hobby outside of racing but you can't <laughs> um, it's just what i love to do and that's just my goal in life is to not only have an impact, but also just keep being happy. That's right. And as a driver, right, you hope you continue to race as long as you can. But when that day does come where that steering wheel gets hung up, that fire suit gets hung up for the final time, and you still want to have that involvement in the sport, could we see Ryan Vargas as potentially a team owner or a driver coach or working as a driver analyst for a network? I've been, I've explored um, the possibility of team ownership a couple times, like just kind of learned a little bit more about the market and what goes into it kind of obviously you have to look at expenses you have to look at um income as well as uh the stuff that goes out which the stuff that goes out is definitely a lot um so it's it's a lot about figuring out where that place goes but really for me i want to be in the broadcast booth i want to be talking about race cars i want to talk about oh my gosh this car just spun at 180 miles an hour let's talk about how crazy it is or you know this is the storyline or 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 and like talk about analytics do all this stuff like I just want to be like, I, I would love to be in the media, uh, like later on, you know, in, in my career. I mean, I'm trying to do it right now. I'm trying, I have a couple opportunities where I'm, I'm, I'm really looking into where I'm in front of a camera. And that's just something for me that where I'm, I, I don't want to just be a driver. I want to be, you know, the marketer. I want to be in front of a camera. I want to work on the cars. I want to learn all of all of what I can so that when I do have opportunities, whether it's behind the wheel or behind a microphone, I know what I'm talking about. That's awesome. That's very, yeah. very cool. Well, I mean, if, if you want to be calling races, I mean, all you got to be able to do is be able to yell three wide, you know. Yeah, exactly. On TV from time to time, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, nonetheless, that's awesome. Ryan, uh, we're, we're glad to have you here. Uh, if if you pull it wood, uh, we'll have you stick around here for mm-hmm. – uh, we got a couple more segments to get to. Uh, our news and notes segment is next. Today's show is presented by Ticket Spotter, the official, official ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway, where David won in 2004. Fans can also get tickets to any type of event, including sports, concerts, and theater productions. Ticket Smarter is committed to helping those in need by donating $1 from every transaction to various charity organizations. Head over to TicketSmarter.com to find tickets for upcoming events. That's TicketSmarter.com to find tickets today. Dom, uh, time for our news and notes, the latest hat headlines in the NASCAR world. A lot going on. Uh, front of the show, Natalie Decker is now engaged. Uh, I hear the Chili Bowl is just getting ready to start. I mean, where, where, where do we begin, though? Let's begin with NASCAR's most popular driver announcing his return to the driver's seat in his annual Xfinity Series start. Dale Earnhardt Jr. announced on Tuesday, January 10th, that he will be fielding the number 88 Hellman's car at Bristol Motor Speedway in September, or Unilever brand car rather, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. making his annual one-off start. That's going to come at Bristol, a track where he has won at in 2004. He swept the Xfinity and Cup Series races there, and he's had great success doing these one-offs. He builds a lot of fandom around it. A lot of people are really excited, and now we have nine months to look forward to, to Dale Earnhardt Jr. back behind the wheel in the Xfinity Series. Ryan, we'll, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you think about uh, Dale Jr. racing uh, at Bristol? Man, I mean, anytime June Thug enters a race, it's always a good time. Um, I mean, it's it's in, and that shows the uh, <clears throat> the strength of the Xfinity Series as well. You have a team owner like Dale Earnhardt Jr. that not only um, is in the sport as a team owner, but also wants to compete in it actively. And I think that's a big, big deal. I mean, he brings in big sponsors um, like Unilever and uh, Bass Pro, so having having guys like him to race against, I think, helps validate. The stuff that David and I sell, and I think that's a great, great thing for not just, not just for what he's got going on, but for everybody around it. What was your uh, reaction, David? Uh, 
Dale Jr., Bristol goes hand in hand. Man, I love it. Just kind of what Ryan Vargas was was talking about. It just, uh, you know, when you got Dale Jr. somewhat coming out of retirement, running a NASCAR Xfinity Series race, he could do a cup race, but he does the Xfinity Series. And, uh, you know, the media and the exposure that he brings to the track and, the, you know, the extra airtime you see, it's, it's, it's just, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's great for us because we get a shot, a shot to beat him and to race with him. And, uh, and he's right there with all of us. And, uh, you know, the, the, you know, when Dell Jr. races, you know, we get more people watching our races, yes. you know what I mean? So I just think, you know, it's, there's a positive on every level having Dell Jr. race a NASCAR Xfinity Series race. And it's just, it's just awesome. And, he brings so much to our sport, and it's cool to be in the same race that Dell Jr. is. Listen to Ryan Vargas talk earlier about passing Dell Earnhardt Jr. at Martinsville. That's a big deal, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, he's got – you know, it's Dell Earnhardt Jr. You know, he's he's a, a winner, a former cup winner, and, uh, man, he just uh, – you know, you think about NASCAR racing, you think about Earnhardt, Petties, and, and uh, having him in an Xfinity Series race with us again – uh, to compete against him is just everything's a positive about it, and I just uh, it helps all of us. I think it's wonderful. Dom, if it wasn't going to be Daytona or Talladega, Bristol's the perfect place, I think, for this. Bristol's the perfect place. He coined the term, it's Bristol, baby. And hey, he gets to come back and try to win a second Xfinity Bristol race in September. It's going to be a good race, and look forward to seeing how he goes up against these two. Yeah, for sure. What else we got, Dom? Well, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking before we took our little two-week break about NASCAR racing in January. So that got me curious. How much NASCAR racing has been done in the month of January? So we did some research here on the show. And across all three NASCAR top touring series, David, Tyler, Ryan, in the 75-year history now of the Cup Series, only 20 times has there been a Cup race held in the month of January. And the last time that happened, you have to go all the way back to 1981. There were a lot of NASCAR races held at Riverside International Raceway, the old road course in Southern California. That was typically held as the first race of the year for quite some time. But the Xfinity Series has never raced in January. And the Truck Series, come to find out, has raced twice in the month of January, both times at Walt Disney Speedway in Orlando. That's no longer a track as well. And I believe, David, you had attempted to qualify for one of those races in the mid-90s. So maybe a little bit of history there, too. You can tell us what it was like to be at a NASCAR racetrack in January? Well, I mean, just, you know, being a part of the sport for 25 years now, uh, you know, not racing in January, I think we're all okay with that. You know, <laughs> being, uh, you know I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, you got to have, uh, you know, when our, when our season's over with it at, at Phoenix uh, in November, late October, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that happens, and and uh, you know your team, your organization, you know the the men and women that put these race cars together, and the logistics, and just you know it's amazing, it's amazing all the people it takes and how it all works, you know, and 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 most of these men and women have you know their mothers, their fathers, uh, you know they have children, and it just you know you want them to spend more time with their families because you know, our sport's tough, you know, we're always on the road, we're always on the go. So, you know, those three months we have off, man, it's, it's, uh, uh, we need it, you know, a uh, uh, lot, lots of uh, rebuildings of our race cars and uh, reorganizing stuff and uh, new sponsors, new teams, there's a lot going on, you know, so I'm glad we, we kind of have the time off we do. But I do remember, you know, racing in January uh, at, at, at the racetrack there in uh, Walt Disney World. And uh, that was pretty awesome. I think it might have been 1997, 1998. <clears throat> and we were uh, listening to Ryan talk about his first Xfinity race. <clears throat> well, that was my first uh, truck race, you know, and, and looking back on it, not to get involved with all that, but looking back on the truck series back in 1997, 1998, we went to Orlando Speedway. I don't remember what they call it. What they call it, Dominic? Yeah, it was Walt Disney World Speedway. And yeah, those were those races were held in January. Yeah, Walt Disney World Speedway it was cool. But man, if I remember right, there were 80 something trucks there that day. And we all qualified. And if you didn't qualify in the top 30, then, you know, the 50 other trucks, we ran a, uh, they, uh, you know, like a B feature, last chance race, 
And uh, man, I messed it by one spot. It's interesting because, and, and this is how I knew that I belonged. Uh, I've been watching television like Ryan Vargas, been watching NASCAR on TV for a long, long time. And there was the late, great Bobby Hamilton, man. I seen him win a lot of races on television. And man, we traded, we traded paint. There were sparks flying and uh, he barely beat me to the start finish line. And I missed the show by one truck. But I, uh, you know, when the, when the race was over with, I said, man, I almost beat my hero, Bobby Hamilton. And, and, and I said, man, I can do this. You know what I mean? And even though we didn't make the race, we, we ran hard together. And when the race was over, Bobby came over and he said, dude, it was awesome racing with you. You raced me hard and I got you at the end. It was kind of a cool thing, but, uh, but that was neat. I don't even remember that we raced in January. It's interesting information, but, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I know Ryan backed me up on this. Uh, kicking off our season at the Daytona International Speedway for Speed Weeks is—I don't can't think of a, a better place to do it. But now I'm remembering now that we're talking about it. You know, the NASCAR Camping World, NASCAR Camping, or the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. I can't keep up with the title anymore. But <laughs> back, back then. Uh, back then, uh, we didn't we didn't start our season at Daytona. The trucks didn't race at Daytona. It wasn't until, you know, the, you're the historian, Dominic. It wasn't until 2004, five, six that we that the Truck Series finally made its first debut at Daytona National Speedway. It was the coolest thing ever. 2000, and that was the race Mike Wallace won, but it was overshadowed with Jeff Bodine going in the catch fence and tumbling and ultimately surviving the crash and being okay, but he had the recovery in the hospital, and that was the first time Daytona and the truck series meshed. Absolutely, man. Wow, some good, cool history there. So, so Ryan, uh, your perspective, uh, the offseason, are, are you enjoying things, or uh, would you like to have some January races going on? I mean, I'm I'm okay with not racing right now, man. I am I am loving the sleep I'm getting. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that I, everybody's been asking me, man, what are you gonna do the off season? Are you gonna like, you gonna go travel? Are you gonna do anything? I'm like, no, I'm gonna sleep. That's what I'm gonna do, man. I love sleep. I love sleeping and eating. I'm like probably the like like the anti like the anti hero in like in terms of like oh yeah fitness. Oh yeah, I love bicycling it's like no i want to sleep and i would love a cheeseburger um but it's um but yeah no i'm enjoying the off season um and day and it's it's just crazy to think about like all this time and it's like man i cannot believe they used to race in january that's wild mm -hmm. that's well, dominic i'd say this um you know the nascar euro series was gonna have their ice racing event in Finland, but that got canceled due to the supply chain issues. We know David's going to be doing that uh, NASCAR and ice event uh, here in, uh, you know, Wisconsin in, within the next couple of weeks. You know, that's a, that's an exhibition event, not officially affiliated with NASCAR, but the rumblings of the RTA doing some off-season events. Something just tells me that uh, we're on track here to see some, some type of exhibitions or some off-season events here in the, the very near future. We won't have this kind of dead period that, that we have uh, much longer, I would think. Well, and I think even to expand on that, too, and, and granted, these races do happen during the grind of the NASCAR season, but it just it, it piques my interest, too, when you hear of, like, SRX and Ray Everham and Tony Stewart teaming up, or you hear about the Cars Tour and recently with Kevin Harvick and Jeff Burton, Dale Earnhardt Jr., all coming together, leave Jeff Hammond involved with it on purchasing it and want to keep seeing it going, where you're seeing racers and, like you said, the RTA kind of branching out and doing things separate from NASCAR. Yeah. And, you know, now that we're talking about it, you know, there's an awesome, I mean, the Daytona 500 for super late models and short track racing there in Pensacola, Florida, they call that the Snowball Derby. I mean, I've never been and ever ran that race uh, just because, you know, once we get done with our NASCAR season, uh, you know, at the beginning of November, sometimes the middle of November, I mean, it's uh, it's such a grind. You know, we race so much and travel so much in our commitments that, you know, for me, it, it was like when we get back from, uh, you know, our championship weekend to crown the champions, the last race of the year, uh, man, it's just like, man, it's time to kind of balance everything out and spend some time being a dad, spend some time being a husband and catch up on some honeydews and, 
and stuff like that. And the snowball snowball derby always fell before Christmas, you know, and I, and it's an awesome super late model. I mean, the best of the best from all of the United States, they come to, to Pensacola, Florida, and it's, it's amazing. I keep up with it, but I've never been to it just because, you know, just because of the grind of our, of our, our, our schedule and everything, you know, but there is, you know, not saying there's not a NASCAR sanctioned race, but there's a lot of racing going on in, 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 in uh, December and January. Uh, but, you know, but it's not NASCAR sanctioned, but you'll find, you know, this weekend right now, the uh, Chili Bowl there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that man, that's a huge, huge uh, event, you know, it's been happening for years. So there is racing going on in December and January. It's just not NASCAR sanctioned. Right. That leads us into uh, our next topic, Dom, the Chili Bowl in my hometown. In your hometown, in your backyard, the Chili Bowl, man, really cool event. You're going to have that indoors in Tulsa, and that's going to cap off this upcoming weekend, January 14th, with the A-Main. But some NASCAR connections that will be running out there include Chase Briscoe. He'll be competing out there this weekend. Alex Bowman, Josh Balicki, Tanner Thorson, who is the defending winner, who's made some, who's made a truck start, I should say. But notably absent from the field, past winners, including Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson there, Tyler. Yeah, surprising those guys aren't taking a, a, a part of it. But uh, a guy that's done really well in the Chili Bowl, and he had a stint in the truck series, I would love to see him get another shot. I think he's got just incredible raw talent is Rico Abreu. Uh, that dude, I think, is really special. And I know things didn't necessarily work out when he was in the truck series uh, for a short time, but – that would be a guy, David, I would love to see get another shot. I mean, that, that, that's a wheel man right there. Yeah, man, he can wheel those sprint cars. It's amazing, you know, the talent he has. And, uh, you know, uh, it's I've always found it intriguing to have a little dude like that getting those sprint cars. <laughs> and, man, and man, it uh, don't let his height fool you because, man, he's uh, he's got it going on. You know, he wins a lot of the World of Outlaws sprint car races, and uh, he's one of the best. And it's cool to see him at the Chili Bowl again. And, uh, you know, I've always said, you know, somebody get him another chance in, in one of the NASCAR series. And, you know, but but that hadn't happened over the years. And I always thought that it would. Uh, but, uh, so you know, the Chili Bowl, y'all mentioned uh, uh, Cal Larson and, and, and um, Christopher, Bell. Christopher Bell. These guys, man, they're, you know, when you talk about the Chili Bowl, you, you're talking about, you know, the best of the best of any type of sprint car midget type racing, you know, and, and uh, I was just talking to Cole Custer, uh, I think it was Friday morning, Thursday morning, he got married, he got, in fact, it was, uh, it was Thursday morning, I, w I saw him, we were visiting, and, and it was kind of ironic, he said, uh, he said, David, I'm getting married tomorrow night, I said, you're getting married tomorrow night, you know, and uh it was unbelievable, and, and we had a busy day Friday, and we ended up going downtown, a bunch of us, uh, to grab something to eat late Friday night. And, man, we're, we're downtown Charlotte, and I look over, and I'm like, I'm looking through these windows, and there's Cole Custer getting married. I'm like, man, what a coincidence, you know? But uh, but also in my conversations with Cole Custer, we were talking about the Chili Bowl. Uh, Alex Bowman stopped by and said a couple things to us that he was fixing to get on a plane and head over to, uh, to Tulsa to run a chili bowl. And, uh, and Cole said, man, David, how many times you run that race? I said, dude, I haven't, you know? And he said, man, I, I tried it one year and he said, I had no business doing, you know, trying it, but, uh, but man, you know, these, these guys that race these sprint cars, these midget race cars, I mean, they're incredibly talented, but, you know, a lot of them are, are Ryan Vargas is age 22, and a lot of them are 15, a lot of them are 17, but these guys are the best of the best. And let me tell you, they don't just jump in a midget every once in a while. These guys, some of them race four or five nights a week, man. They're these, just built different. They're, yeah. they're, you know, you're talking about the best of the best. I'd love to, to go and jump in a midget car, but to think that, you know, somebody's never done that, I would love to do it, but, man, you know, we're – we're, it don't, I don't care who you are, you're, you know, it's not, you know, I've had opportunities. People say, hey, man, you want to come to Chili Bowl and drive my, my midget? I said, man, I would love to, but I would think that you'd want to get somebody that, that's done that for a living and, you know, may, races midget cars for a year because you, you throw like Ryan Vargas or myself into it 
I mean, you know, we could do it. We'd figure it out, but you're, you're at a huge disadvantage. You know, I, mm -hmm. I can't, I'm looking at the entries. I mean, I'm, I think there's, you know, over 600 entries from all over the United States, you know, and, and what an event that is. Well, you know, it's I pretty mean, your, awesome. your youngest Vancey, you got him to race in sprint cars. Maybe that's something he races someday. Well, absolutely. You know, but it's a, it's, you know, I've been several times and it's just amazing. And to, to see what Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell do and then that main event and every competitor that makes the A event, the, 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 uh, the, the last race, the main event, there's only, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm wrong on this and maybe you guys know, I think there's only 40 cars in the A main event, you know, for the Chili Bowl. And man, I'm going to tell you what, all 40 of them, are bad to the bone, you know what I mean? And you can only have one winner, but all 40 of them are bad. If you can, you know, like I said, I don't know what the entry is. It, it's got to be over 600. It might even be 1,000. And to make the last 40 cars for a main event, you know, you got to be bad to the bone. And there's a lot of guys that are just oh, yeah. unbelievable talented that don't even make the race, you know what I mean? And it's always cool uh to see the nascar guys uh, jj yaley uh chris you know uh you know all the nascar guys uh you know alex bowman you know I, we pay attention and chase watch briscoe. all of chase briscoe because man we're cheering for them you know what i mean but it's it's a miracle if they can make the a main because it's yeah. so tough some of the notable names uh josh balicki uh uh carson uh hokaver is in it caden honeycutt uh, a legend in sprint cars, Sammy Swindle. Swindell, uh, Swindell yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in there. Um, I mean, Dylan Welch from NBC is going to be in it. <laughs> uh, son of Vince Welch uh, is going to be a part of it. Uh, Tanner Berryhill, and he's from yeah, Tulsa yeah, yeah. himself. Um, you know, Adam Andretti is going to be involved. Uh, you know, some no very notable names. Ryan, uh, the Chili Bowl, is that something you'd be uh, interested in in the future? Absolutely. I'd love to do the Chili Bowl. I mean, like da David was speaking earlier about the snowball, but man, I have far more interest in the Chili Bowl. It's because it's way cheaper. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big thing. I'm, I'm all about whatever's cheap. Um, and the Chili Bowl, it's, it's prestigious, but I'm kind of in that same mindset as well. It's like, I'd rather go run the, uh, the micro race they do a few weeks prior, the Tulsa shootout yeah. first, before I ever do the Chili Bowl, because like kind of like what Cole says, I don't think I really have much business trying to go out there and do that. I feel like it's it's a yeah, it's a cheap thing, but it's still an expense. And if I don't think I'm gonna be, be able to make it that far, um, so it's I'd rather have some experience before I do it. Yeah, um, Kyle Bush's son Brexton ran the uh, Tulsa yeah. shootout uh, a couple weeks ago, so that kid's already well on his way. It seems uh, as far as that goes. Dom, uh, we'll get to our uh, final segment here in uh, just one moment. Today's show presented by Ticket Smarter. They came aboard as primary sponsor this past year, David's 08 Ford Mustang. I want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans get tickets every NASCAR, Cup, Xfinity, and Cafe World Truck Race throughout the season. For the best deals and tickets, visit TicketSmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's TicketSmarter.com. All right, uh, moving on now, let's uh, go ahead and get to uh, our Ask David segment. We ask you to submit questions to us on Facebook, Twitter, and by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, our first question comes from uh, Gregory. Uh, am I saying that right, Dominic? Uh, Gregorio, but you're close. Gregorio, okay, close, sorry. <laughs> Gregorio has a question for both David and Ryan uh, here. Uh, I'm sure you get asked the bathroom question, but let's take it a step up. How long before a race do you have to cut off liquids, and how much water do you think you intake during a race? We'll start with you, Ryan. So, uh, first off, I don't cut off the liquids. I keep going with the liquids, until, even up until I get in the car. Um, but I do have a habit of after driver intros, I will go to the porta potty probably at least three times. So like, and it's not a it's not a long time between that. It's like a fifteen minute time period. But I will go to the porta potty like three or four times. Like they'll say the anthem, and I'll sprint to the porta potty, make sure I'm good, and then go um, because I'm not gonna have an, an incident. And then in terms of how much liquid I drink during the race, it should be more. I, I I have a really bad habit of not drinking it 
towards the midway of the season, I started making it more of a habit. And that's actually what got me through the Nashville race this year. Man, that was hot there. Um, that one, um, that's what got me through that. Um, I had a really bad habit at the start of the year. They'd fill my water cup completely and I'd get out of the car and I was like, yeah, well, yeah, well, you could, if you wanted to put it in the fridge, we could reuse it. Um, but that's, I didn't drink it. I'd go the whole race without drinking it. Cause I'm just so focused. Even under yellow, I wouldn't even think about it. Okay. Interesting. David, what about you? Uh, how much, what's your cutoff, uh, on liquids and how much you drink it during the race man you know i you know i drink a lot of water and gatorade and you know i don't think gatorade's the best thing to, for you to drink but you know just just you know make sure you're hydrated you know and and uh you know so i don't know if there's a cutoff point uh, uh for me there's not you know what i mean so i'll drink you know water gatorade up until the time the race starts but kind of like ryan vargas like ryan's saying I mean, after driver intros, man, I'm I'm standing in line at the porta potties. You know, I, uh, you know, we got to use the restroom before we jump in the race car for two or three hours. And, uh, you know, people, uh, I'm kind of like what Ryan just said. I'm so focused in what in the race and what's going on, the communications between the crew chief and the and myself, and listening to the spotter. Uh, people don't realize, uh, you know, you, you actually sweat a lot of that out. If you got to use a restroom during the race, I, I can't remember ever having to really use a restroom during the race because I, I feel like you sweat it out. You know what I mean? And, uh, so, you know, during the race, I don't really drink much, you know, I don't even carry a thermos with me or, a, or a drinking bottle. I just, if I want something to drink, then I'll ask, uh, during a pit stop, I'll, hey, hey, can you got a bottle of water? I'll take a couple of drinks and I'll throw it out the window, you know? So, you know, for me, uh, I drink a lot all day long before race. Uh, it's just your normal thing you do. But uh, during the race, I don't, I don't drink much at all, to be honest with you. That's interesting. I'll be honest, both of their answers was not what I was expecting. I would have thought, like, at least, like, for me, I can only speak for myself. I try to cut off the liquids before we do the podcast. Now, of course, I have one of these on hand, too, throughout the podcast. But <laughs> I have to cut off before. Otherwise, I'll, I'll text Tyler and David, hey, keep the show going. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dom, uh, if if he was a race car driver, uh, that, that – uh, Let's just put it this way. His fire suit would need to be dry cleaned after every race. <laughs> or I would just be doing starting and parking. Just yeah. <laughs> save everybody a little bit of time and money. There we go. We don't have that option. I'm, you know, and, and, and I've heard some stories over the year about different drivers, you know, uh, relieving their self. But, man, I, <laughs> I've been doing, you know, this is my 25th year, and I can honestly say I've never done that ever, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's just for me, I, I, like I take care of business before the race starts. And what about you, Ryan? I've, I've never done it. I've never done it. Uh, that's also part because I, I half the time I hadn't, my, I had a interior guy this year, but 90% of my racing career, I've been my interior guy. Um, so I, I, I know the pain and I, not the pain of cleaning pee, but like, uh, I just know the pain of doing interior. So I don't want to do, I don't want to add more work to that. So I have not done it yet. Um, like you said, you're, you're so focused on driving and you've like, oh, like you said, you kind of sweat it out. You don't really think about it. Absolutely. Well, I remember Jeff Bodine saying this. I'm curious, David, Ryan, if you guys have had the similar experience, but he would tell me where he'd be on a cool down lap and start unhooking the belts. And then it would just kind of hit him all of a sudden, like the belts were kind of compressing everything. And then once you unhook everything, oh God, I need the bathroom. Yeah, no, I've never had that. I have had it to where like I'm racing. I take the checkered flag. I'm going down the back stretch. I start like calming down and that's when I realized oh my god I'm tired right right that's when it hits you absolutely I, I've never that's never happened to me Dom really to be honest with you and look I'm gonna say something funny if you got to do number two you're just screwed dude <laughs> <laughs> screwed. You, you are that's screwed happened, you know so absolutely <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> uh next one uh next question this comes from Mitchell Mitchell writes for uh for Ryan Ryan, on iRacing, what's your favorite track to race? Ooh, I love the speedways. I love super speedway racing on iRacing because there's no uh, rep repercussions for being stupid. Um, <laughs> I could just go out, like, on in real life, David and I kind of have the same shot of right in the back and be there at the end. Um, in iRacing, it's like, no, I'm here for TV time. I'm going to lead these laps. Um, 
That's what the sponsors pay the dollar for. They want that car up front. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, so are, are you going to be riding around the top then, uh, pulling uh, like Ross Chastain? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll do some crazy stuff. <laughs> we got to get you on the uh, the iRacing sometime, though. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I just, you know, you know, over the years, you know, I've had different drivers ask me to join race with them at night but you know i gotta be honest with you i uh you know i uh i just you know never got into the eye racing thing you know i'm just so busy with other stuff i think the eye racing uh, is awesome i think it just gives uh you know just opens up our sport to people and and like ryan like ryan was saying how he watched he got up in the mornings would watch the speed channel uh you know and 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 that's how he kind of got hooked on racing and i think with all the computer games that all the young kids, the young boys and, and girls have, and and now you got iRacing, I, I really hope that, you know, all the iRacing stuff really brings more people to our sport. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, you know, iRacing is a big deal. You know, I, I hear, and Ryan, you can comment on that, but, you know, I didn't really know this, but, you know, iRacing, Hendricks has a, a team, Dell Jr. has a team. They sign drivers to yeah. the iRacing race cars. Yeah. There's a lot of money to be made in it, you know. But for me personally, I, I've never really had an interest in that. I'm so busy with sponsorship, the real racing, racing school stuff. You know, I've just hadn't never really had ever had the opportunity to slow down and right. to iRace. But it, but but, you know, I, I talked to drivers today, newer guys like Ryan Vargas, and they've really learned these racetracks through iRacing, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and it makes them a better race car driver. And, I, and even though that I have not really partook in that or know much about it, I, I do know it's a positive, great thing, a great tool. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially one thing that's funny to mention, too, is, you know, my Every start from Pocono of 2020, which was my fourth start in Xfinity, all the way until the end of 2022, sorry, 2021, I hadn't practiced or qualified in an Xfinity race car. Pretty much. There was only a few races where I didn't, where I did practice and qualify. Um, my first ever time qualifying an Xfinity car on an intermediate track came after I had already done... 10 races i think in on an intermediate track um and we ended up qualifying 17 um and i mean i used iRacing to learn the tracks not necessarily to learn the bumps or the field per se but the visual um kind of know okay this is kind of where i started feeding the throttle on iRacing and it's you have to you have to really understand that you're playing a simulator versus the real deal a lot of times you have to make sure you make you have to make sure you think of that um, but it helps with the visual aspect, like, okay, there's this, there's this lifting point. This is where I lift, you know, that's this where I, from the footage, I lift here, I do it on everything. Okay. Yep. That works. Um, and you kind of relay that to what you do in real life. And then you mentioned all the esports stuff. I'm not, I'm signed to an esports team, the Charlotte Phoenix esports. So, um, and I actually will be doing a lot with them hopefully soon. I could share some more info there hopefully soon, but, um, they sign Coke series drivers. The, that's the main uh, eNASCAR series. Um, and I personally race in professional leagues as well, where I represent the Charlotte Phoenix, um, esports. So it's, it's definitely a very interesting and new market for NASCAR. And like, kind of like talking about how I wake, used to wake up at five, 6 AM to race, to watch speed channel. I guarantee you there's some kids out there who are wake, waking up at five, 6 AM to do iRacing nowadays. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible. I was yeah. uh, I was reading the other day. Uh, somebody found I think it was Max Verstappen's iRacing accounts, and I guess the guy really likes running truck races at Talladega. Yep, he does. He's a very big <laughs> truck race at Talladega guy. <laughs> oh, yep. fascinating stuff, guys! Uh, before we go, kind of just uh, around the room here, real quick, Ryan, what's uh, what's going on with you these uh, next few days, man? Man, these next few days are just kind of more the same. Meetings, 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 and then sleeping, uh, and then meetings and meetings. Um, but it's just keeping busy, uh, getting geared up for the season ahead. There's a lot of big changes on the horizon. I'm excited about what this year 
has in store, it's going to be a lot different than the years prior, but I think that's, it's something that was very much needed and I'm uh, very, very excited about it. How about you, Dominic? Man, I'll be here in New Mexico and looking forward to spending some time with my wife and son this weekend. And yeah, it's life is just business as usual here in New Mexico. I'm really looking forward to just getting back home to Santa Fe here in the next few days. How about Tyler? Tyler's going to be cheering for the Dallas Cowboys next Monday night. And so I know what he's going to be doing. Oh, we would cheer for Tom Brady. No, <laughs> no, no. go Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. Bucks. Yeah. No, I'll be, uh, I'll be watching uh, football covering the uh, NFL playoffs this weekend myself. But uh, David, uh, you're, you've been back and forth between here and Charlotte the last couple of weeks, right? I have, man. Lots going on, you know, and uh, excited about 2023 season. And, uh, Man, tomorrow, you know, I, I got, I've got to go pick up a big supply. We, you know, getting all kinds of brake cleaner and different stuff. I'm going to go pick that up and take it to the shop. And uh, got a meeting at Texas Motor Speedway. Have a meeting tomorrow afternoon, Thursday. Thursday, I got to go to take a race car to a school, speak to a bunch of kids. Another meeting Thursday. I mean, just it's just a lot going on. You know, back to Charlotte next week. Uh, so just. You know, a lot of stuff going on with my racing school at the Texas Motor Speedway and, and uh, you know, and, and, and all the drivers and all the teams. It's, it's our busy time of year, you know. Yeah. It's stressful. There's a lot of challenges uh, making sure, we, you know, knowing who our partners are going to be, trying to get some new ones. But, but you know, uh, uh, even though it's somewhat stressful and challenging, it's exciting too, you know. And, you know, no matter, you know, the, the problem is, uh, you know, you, you got all this time up until February the 18th. And if you're ready or not, they're going to drop the green flag and start the 2023 season. So uh, you got to you got to be ready for all that. So uh, a lot of cool stuff happened for all those guys. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, as always, you can subscribe to the show. New episodes out each and every uh, Thursday on or Wednesday, rather, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts and YouTube. Leave us a five star review or don't leave us one at all. And uh, you can follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, at Star Podcast. Uh, also, you can email us, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Ryan, uh, before we uh, run here, uh, plug it away. Where can people find you and follow you and see all the uh, stuff you're up to, man? Yeah, um, everybody can follow me on uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Twitch at Vargas underscore 23. Facebook, you'll find my page, Ryan Vargas. And then Instagram, I've been trying to change this username for years, but I can't without losing my verification. It is RTRV23. Um, and that is short for Ryan the Rhino Vargas 23. Um, and that was from when I was 13. Um, but yeah, that's the best place to catch, um, catch me. I'm most active on Twitter. You'll see me tweet some really just crappy jokes. And sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't, but it's a good time. <laughs> well, man, we're excited to to hear some news coming from the Vargas stables here in, here in the next couple of days or week and uh, excited for you, man. I hope, uh, you know, I know your future is going to be bright and uh, man, keep, keep, keep digging and doing what you do because you do a great job at it. And uh, you know, you're a great sports person for our sport and just auto racing in general. And uh, man, uh, I have nothing but respect for you because uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy for anybody and it had Nobody's ever given you anything. You work for everything you got, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about your future, buddy. And thanks for oh. joining us today. I appreciate that. Thank you, and uh, best of luck with uh, all your stuff coming out here soon, um, all the business meetings. Uh, yeah. I, that's kind of like the theme of the off-season for everybody. It's meeting, 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 meeting. Um, but that's how these off-seasons are. They're just <laughs> crazy, if not worse, than the regular season, but very exciting times. Yeah, yes, indeed. We'll put the checkered flag out on this episode for David Starr, Dominic Aragon, and Ryan Barkas. I'm Tyler Jones. Thanks so long. It's been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll see you next week.